The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to Fantasy in General. Bringing it on back on the Fig Pod. Holla. Holla back, y'all. Holla back, girl. Yeah. No. Holla back, y'all. No, no, no. Holla back, girl. Oh, oh, wouldn't what? Here we go. Yep. Okay. See, here's the problem: is if we were live, we'd be really late right now because we've been waiting for about 32 minutes. That's a for... lie and a half. Well, I exaggerate. Everybody here knows that. Uh, for Bobby's computer to start up. I know that this is a huge surprise to everybody, um, but this is a common theme. I think that maybe if everybody could pitch in and get him a MacBook. Oh my gosh, I... don't do that. Well, this is not working for you. Agreed. It's yeah, it's it's it won't connect to the it, it turns on, but it won't connect to the internet. It's incredible. But it says it's connected. You might have a virus. Which is something MacBooks do not get. See, that's what MacBook users say, but it's not true. MacBooks get viruses too. I'm fine. I download, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to do this. This is this is. It's preparing for takeoff. This is dumb. You do have a nice background, though. Fantastic, Mister Fox. That's the best of backgrounds. Which we were talking about. how big of a cast is in that movie huge cast yeah so that's cool multiple academy award winners and bill murray if you have bill murray listen done yeah it's Hook, already going to be line, great sinker that's why zombie land was so successful the <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes he's in listen, it when he was in that oh pure joy it was hilarious pure joy and then he <laughs> dies Somebody shoots him. Oh, it's so uh, good. Oh my gosh. That is such a I think good it's movie. Jesse Eisenberg that shoots him. Yeah. Uh that's a really good movie. Which I don't here's the thing. Do you ever see somebody for the first time in a movie and they play a character that you aren't fond of and then you'll just never like them again? I'm trying to think of an example. What, he did that to me. What film? He was in uh the social network. As... Bill Murray or Jesse Eisenberg? No, 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 oh, Jesse okay. Eisenberg. Yeah. He was in The Social Network. Yeah, and he played Mark a... Zuckerberg. Yeah, which like, I mean, he which... wasn't super nice. Mark Zuckerberg? He... You know? Yeah, no. I mean, he, Pretty did ruthless. What, he did what he could to get it. I don't know. Whatever. He's, you know. I Here like... I am in Bakersfield and he's probably jet setting. So I... whatever. I feel like he plays the same character. He just plays Jesse Eisenberg. That's true. And he never plays anything else. It's like that guy in, um, what's that movie called? You know. You know. know, know, uh, Nicolas Cage? No. (laughs) Yeah, him too. In Superbad. 
Um, oh yeah, Michael Sarah. And yes, he's he the plays same Michael Sarah in everything. Yeah, he's is, just him in every movie. Listen, if I met him in real life and he was anything different, I would be so disappointed. Like, what if he is just? I don't even know. I'd be just disappointed like some meeting him. Intellectual? I don't know. He's probably smart. Maybe he just maybe plays his a dork. IQ is 160. You never I have know. no idea. Jonah Hill. Now that's that's a guy who he kind of plays Jonah Hill in everything, <sighs> but he's more versatile. But he's also someone that you see in a serious movie and you're like, "But is this going to be a little bit funny?" You know, like I don't think I can yeah. I can take you seriously. Like Steve Carell, it took a minute, okay? He's actually it a, took a really versatile actor. Oh, he is, but it took a minute. Yeah, for sure. To take him seriously. Will Ferrell tried. Not going to happen, okay? In what movie? Uh, ish, Stranger Than Fiction. Which I thought was a really good movie. It is, but you sit there the whole time like... Ah. I've heard that the psych next door is really good. Or the shrink next door. With him and, and Paul Rudd. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. It's a. I saw Will Ferrell in an interview about it, and they asked him what kind of movie it is, and he said it is a drama, capital D R A M A. Like all of them are capitalized. Every word, every letter in drama is oh, capitalized. Like full... It's a dramedy, but all the letters in drama are capitalized, and mm. the D is lowercase. D and Y are lowercase. Okay. So he's like, it's a dramedy. But heavy on the drama. Okay. Which I feel, okay, uh, Paul Rudd. Yes. He is versatile. Very. Agreed with that. You can take him seriously. I think so. It It's still, when you see him, you still think like, oh, wait, is this a comedy? But then you can, you buy in pretty quickly. You yeah, know? I agree. Yeah. Um, who else? Gosh. I don't know. But yeah, Steve Carell is, he's incredible. It was that way with Jamie Foxx at the beginning, because Jamie Foxx was known for his stand-up and the Jamie Foxx show. And I think Jamie Foxx used to be on Living in Color, which was a, a sketch comedy show. And then all of a sudden he wins an Academy Award playing... Uh, uh, for Django, For right? Ray. Oh. Yeah. Is that... Playing what's his name? Ray, uh, why can I not think of his last name? Oh, oh my gosh. Whoa. This is terrible. Ray Charles. Oh, yeah, Ray Charles. Gosh. There we go. Wow. Okay, here yeah. we are. He won an Oscar. He won the Best Actor well, but Oscar then for also playing in Ray Django Charles. Unchained. He's in I Django. Mean, wow. Yeah, he's you know? really good in that, too. Yeah, that's true. You're like, oh, whoa, what? You're well-rounded, you know? Yeah, because, okay, so... That's uh, what people say about me. Yeah. Very frequently. Speaking of uh, Quentin Tarantino movies... Yeah. Christoph Waltz yes. has become big for his roles in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. He's Austrian, not German, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met somebody a number of years ago who was from Germany. And Sophie? No, not Sophie. Oh. But maybe Sophie hey, can Sophie. confirm this. Please confirm this, Sophie. <laughs> one of our figgies, one of our loyal figgies. He told me, because I asked him, I was like, so Christoph Waltz, like he's in these big movies now. Yeah. You know, did yeah. you, was he big in Germany? Did you have any idea who he was before? And he was like, nope, no clue. Really? He just burst onto the scene in Tarantino movies and became a big star. Huh. He's like, I had no idea who he was. Just became friends with the right people, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
I guess so. That's interesting. And he makes fun of Germans because he's Austrian. Mm. He says that, Sophie, I apologize. He says German people are not nice, but Austrians are. But Germans probably have a different opinion of Austrians. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, okay, I've said this many times. We're watching How I Met Your Mother right now. Correct. A very serious opinion of Canadians. What season are you on? Um... I think six. Barney Stinson has a very yes. serious opinion yeah. of Canadians. Which I love, man. Oh my gosh. Which I recently talked to some people from Saskatchewan. What? How so are you from, talking to people? Because I... What are you doing? Because I interact with people. And when I'm in an elevator with people, I go, hi, how's it going? Good. When were you in an elevator? Uh, this last weekend when... Uh, oh, you saw... When I went and saw Billy no, Joel. You, yeah. Talk about your weekend. It was phenomenal. Uh, we went and saw Billy Joel and he is at this point, I believe 72, but still just amazing. Like when people get older, some singers get older and you can tell the voice starts to fade a little bit. Yeah. This man's voice is still as pure as the morning dew. Does his age like fine wine? Yeah, but he's okay. So he doesn't move around the stage as much as he used to. Okay. I mean, fair enough. But he's 72. Fair enough. And he told yeah, us that at the, at the piano, He told us know? at the beginning of the concert. He's like, this is me. This is my piano. I sit here and I play. That's pretty much what I do nowadays. <laughs> that was like John Mayer. Gosh, and man. but he was but Billy Joel was super cool, but super nice. But did he nice. interact with the crowd all night oh, long? Oh, okay. All night That's long. That's the difference with John. Like that guy did not care that yeah. you were there. He made a joke at one point. He was like I know what you're thinking. When did Billy Joel get so old? <laughs> and he's like, but surprise, I'm actually Billy's dad. And I'm just out here singing his songs. And it was kind of a lame dad joke, but it was yeah, funny. Everybody laughed. Know, yeah. But he let he let everybody know, like, I don't move around as much as I used to, but you know what? I'm going to do what I can to make this entertaining for everybody. Hey, and, and he you know was people, awesome. People showed up. To the tune of <laughs> almost 75,000. That is crazy it was packed it was at Allegiant stadium and it was packed out that's crazy were hotels super expensive that weekend i don't think so not that that i'm aware of we're going uh to see to a concert in vegas and hotels like not even good hotels are like four (laughs) hundred dollars a night which concert uh, we're seeing Need to Breathe, but... Not as big as Billy Joel. No, 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 no. It's not, <laughs> but uh, Lady Gaga is in town. Oh. Um, Michael Blue- Buble is in town. He's got a residency starting for like a week or two. Oh, so that's... Okay, so then that's why. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's why it shot up. And somebody else big, too. We're like, what is happening that hotels are not $43 a night? Because... Vegas is kicking oh it back goodness. up because that is literally a city that survives on tourism. And so they need the tourism in that order to... That is way too much money, you know? That's a lot of money. For a hotel? Yeah. That's a night? 400 yeah. a night? Yes. Oh like my at gosh. the Tropicana. Give me a break, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Have you looked off strip? I don't want to though, you know? That's where you'll find the better deals probably. I know, but I like... I don't get out much, so I want to see the lights, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Once you've but, seen it, you've I mean, seen it, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I know. Honestly, we all know I'm going to bed by 10, so. Oh, that's what I bother? did. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. 
Uh, no, but glad you had a good weekend. Thank you. That's I had so good. much fun at the concert, yeah. but after it was over, I told my wife, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I, I need a street when hot dog, it? and I need a Did you get bed. one? I did. Yeah. Oh. What'd you get on it? It was they're all there was bacon wrapped and I asked for everything. Mm, like peppers, peppers, onions. onions, all the condiments, just amazing. That's good. That's. Do you like all the condiments? Have we talked about this? I do because I do not like hot dogs. So you got to load that sucker. You got to mask that flavor. Yeah. I I am not a fan of hot dogs. Man, I love so. hot. I love a good hot dog. Yuck, though. You know. Uh no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never, like, I'm jonesing for a hot dog, you know? Oh, disagreed. Except there are times where we're having hot dogs. Like, say it's a summer and we're grilling, whatever. Fourth of July. Your wife, yeah, which is the only time I'll listen to country music as well. I'll have a hot country dog. Country music is so good. No, wrong. Um, I'll have a right. hot dog and I'll listen to country music on Fourth of July because that is the only time that it feels right. You know? Oh, gracious. Uh, America. America, yeah. Uh, your wife, a while ago, and I think it comes from your side of the family, mm-hmm. maybe? A hot dog and the condiments yes. are uh, mayonnaise, mayo, uh, onions, onions, and tapatio. And, top, and a hot sauce of hot some sauce. variety. I, yeah. I prefer Cholula, but. Yeah, either one. Either, yeah. either or. Um. Yes. It's pretty good. That's good. It is but good. I, but then part of me wonders, like, what if I sub out the hot dog for something else? Would it still be as good? You know? Like, is the hot dog interchangeable? What if you put your pineapple that would bacon not, thing in there? That would not pair well with mayonnaise. You don't know? You've not tried it. I'm not going to waste a pineapple bacon sausage. Like, though. you can That's put gold. sausages and brats and all that kind of stuff oh, in a, a hot dog. yuck. You yeah. like brats? No. Ugh. Oh, Yuck. Sophie, write in and correct her. No, yucky. That oh. and like we just got done talking about ground beef. Like that's your favorite meat? It's not my favorite. No, it's not my favorite meat, but I just. Ground beef is the lowest of the low. That's like straight up dog kibble. You oh, know? you shush I'm your. Serious. Quit saying you know because you know? <laughs> no, I don't know. It just like. I know it's probably because I was raised on them, but just something about a ground beef taco just hits right. I mean, from Taco Bell. No. Oh, no. A homemade ground beef taco. You cook the corn tortilla in some oil and load that bad boy up with all the fixings. It's delicious. No, even better than that. This is what I made all through college. You fry up your own corn tortilla. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. You cook some uh, Van de Camp's fish fillets, okay? Like beer-battered fish fillets. Okay. Put one of those suckers in between that tortilla. So it's a fish taco. Yeah, but then you just do um, a little bit of sour cream and cheese. Boom. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I mean, I'm more, I of, a gr- I'm more of a grilled fish guy instead of a battered fried fish guy, but... That's what I lived on in college. That's good for you. Yeah. So I grew up on ground beef tacos. Oh, yuck. So just uh, ground beef. deal no. with it and get over yeah. it. Yeah. Well, how much ground beef did you eat the other night? A pound. <laughs> but it was all I'd had to eat all day. I was okay. very hungry. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Don't judge me. No, it's fine. You're like, you know, protein, you're building muscle. Let's talk about all your dietary like choices over your lifetime. Have they all been the best? No. Well? Really bad. Well, there you go. Very bad. Don't be sassy with me. Ground beef is kind of low. It's, oh my gosh. I just don't like it that much. Like I would prefer a hot dog over ground beef and that's saying a lot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love a good hot dog, so. Except, it's like plain ground beef, though. One of my favorite Gosh, fast food restaurants is Schnitzel. Uh, we always talk about food. We do, because we, we love food. We come back to food. We yeah. love food. We know, I don't know if I, I've eaten there maybe one time in my life. Wiener Schnitzel? Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Mm. 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 It's amazing. Mm. But here's my, here's my, mm meal okay okay? man i can go for and now i'm gonna have to get it tomorrow i don't know a nice whopper anytime burger king yeah so So far from being the best fast food burger so good so far oh uh best fast food burger if i'm gonna waste calories you better believe i'm getting a whopper you know in and out no no whopper oh california peeps back me up in and out far superior to burger king far superior if i'm gonna have a nasty burger i'm getting a whopper if i'm gonna have a nasty burger i'm looking at carl's jr that's not nasty that's high quality jack in the box that's listen like what's nasty no 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 no, no, no. describe define nasty like carl's jr is like a high quality fast food burger oh agreed yeah like a Whopper is like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to work tomorrow, you know? Oh, that's when you go to like a place like, I don't know if they, ha- I don't know what all cities have a place like delicious. this, but like Golden Ox. Mm. Just the grease running down your elbow. Yeah. That's a, a great nice burger. avocado burger from there. Oh, with their, uh, so good. With their uh, fried zucchini. Yes. But I can't, you know, you start getting old, I can't handle that anymore. No, oh yeah, my I agree. My tummy hurts. Oh, you know, I get heartburn like up into my like mid throat. I, uh, I uh, so, yeah. But it's wonderful. It is. It's worth it. It's worth the pain. It is. It's hard being old, but you have to just <laughs> keep eating those greasy whoppers, you guys. Just uh, keep going for it. Whoppers. This is recommended. So I'd rather have a Big Mac than a Whopper. Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. There was a time in college where they came out with the... Remember the snack wraps? Yeah, uh, McDonald's snack wraps? Yeah, so they had a Big Mac one. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for a minute. And I was like, oh, perfect. Saving calories <laughs> with a Big Mac taste. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the type of reasoning, you know? You know, whatever you need uh, to justify your dietary I think decisions. it lasted for like two months, though. I don't, never saw it again. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. But Bakersfield is a big time test market. We are. Yeah. For a big fast time food, test market. Which says a lot about us. They first tried the uh, Doritos tacos from Taco Bell here. Oh, and. And uh, Fresno. Bakersfield and Fresno were big. And breakfast Taco Bell. And the breakfast stuff, because yeah. Because I remember I lived in Arkansas when you guys got breakfast food at Taco Bell and we were like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> We love our food in Bakersfield. Yeah. What can we and, say? And uh, what's that? Uh, what was the Jack in the Box? 
Jack in the Box Jack tried. In the, box, the lounge. Jack in the Box tried to get a little highfalutin, and they tried the JB keep, the JBX Grill. The JBX Grill. I keep thinking the the BK Lounge, but that's like a Dane Cook skit. Yes. That he called, yeah, I think right? that's right, okay. yeah. Yeah, JBX Grill. They tried the JBX Grill, which yeah. failed spectacularly. Yeah. And so they turned all the JBX Grills into jack-in-the-boxes. Yeah, because the one by my house growing up was a JBX Grill. And then it was like that awkward time in between where that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But it still looked too fancy. Yeah, it's a fancy jack-in-the-box. Yeah. yeah, it's like really awkward. Yeah. Anyway. Are we done with food? I think Gosh, so. Gosh, every time. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> we do have an email we need to get to. Yeah, we do. We do. Which we is also about email. food. <laughs> is it about food? Oh, not good food, though. No, not yeah, good not food, good but food. it's about um, food. Okay, so this is from our good friend, which you're all our good friends, so, you know. Yes. Here we are. Uh, Colin. But this is from frequent contributor, yes. Colin. Yes, yes. And Colin writes, hey there, K-Dog and Bobster. Thank you for the nicknames. Soup's a preach. Soup's a preach. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yep. He says, number one, I'm pretty sure the thing Bobby was thinking of when you were discussing cram, those are the biscuits that the dwarves were eating, was hardtack, the long-lasting biscuits they would take on ships. Ugh. Biscuit literally means twice-baked. And would be dry and fairly tasteless. Listen, when I think of a biscuit, that's not what I think of. Because I could go for a nice biscuit. Agreed. but Like a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's. Agreed. But if you're going to go on a long journey on a ship and need your food to last a long time, you go with something like hardtack. Well, I don't know what that is. so. It is a, it's basically like eating salted cardboard. Here, let's look it up. Hard tack. Is that what you were thinking about, though? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. It's made from flour, water, and sometimes salt. Yeah. So only sometimes salt. Yeah, that's interesting. Because usually you put salt in things to preserve it. You do. But yeah, it looks like a giant salting cracker. Yeah. All right. So then number two... What are your thoughts on the 19th... Sorry, this is continued email. We kind of put our commentary in in between. Yes. So, number two. What are your thoughts on the 1977 animated version of The Hobbit? I love John Huston's... Right? Yes. Huston? Uh-huh, Huston. Okay. Huston's voice for Gandalf, as well as the music. Thurl Ravenscroft. 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 Voice, voice of Tony, of the, Tony the Tiger. Oh, okay. And the guy who sang the Grinch song. Great he sure job. did. Well done on You're that. You're a mean one. I'm sure he doesn't need any more praise, but... No, he's deceased. But. Well, I mean, he. I can still say great job. You know. <laughs> uh, does the singing for the orcs slash goblins... It also was one of the few VHS movies we had when I was a kid. So oh. I have great memories of it. So I am afraid of re-watching in case it was actually bad. You know, I, like you, Colin, grew up with this cartoon. I did not. And it's, I, I enjoyed it. I have never seen it. Really? I enjoyed it. It used to play on Cartoon Network a lot back in the day. Really? Yeah. On Cartoon Network? Yeah, is Cartoon Network still a thing? I think so. But yeah, it was on Cartoon Network. And it was cool. Channel 64. Mm, don't remember no. the channel, but it was high up there. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So you like it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. For Until the movies came out, 
that was my image of what a hobbit was. It's weird. Because <laughs> you've never seen it before. Well, okay, so this is what I have to add to it. So I uh, have never seen it, but I have a vinyl, a record that uh-huh. I got from a friend, and it is this, the audio from this, okay, but on vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And uh, it's a little bit creepy, you know? <laughs> it's... So it's concerning, so... It's, it's ominous. It is. It is. Um, but it's good. Yeah, I liked it. I would say rewatch it. Yeah, um, rewatch it and let I, I kinda wanna rewatch it now too. Oh cool. <laughs> You're so <laughs> condescending. I know I am. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's super cool. Um anyway. Well we watched before before we press record on this we watched kind of the intro to it and listen it looked good gandalf went way too hard way too fast okay he wanted to thunder and lightning like because he wanted to show bilbo who the boss was But that's not how you came at bilbo in the book okay (laughs) like and then bilbo didn't even look super scared or anything he was just kind of like Oh, you're Gandalf. He looks startled. Okay, listen. If somebody suddenly got real with me like that, and then there was thunder and lightning, and then like almost to where your face looked crazy, Mm -hmm. it would. I would probably run inside. You know. Yeah, maybe. He was just like, "Oh, you're Gandalf." Now I understand. They're trying to grab the viewer's attention. Yeah, and they they did. did. Yeah, they grabbed your attention. They, I. You know what? Fair enough. Jokes on me. And Gandalf's eyebrows, hair, and beard like yes. all connect somehow. They all connect, and it probably all connects to his chest hair too. You know what? You know. You know what? Wear it proud. Yep. So, it does. You did point that out. <laughs> it just all connects to each other. Indeed. But no, uh, rewatch it. I would love to hear what you think now. Yes, me too. I think that's super cool that that was one of the only VHS tapes that you had that is super cool and for all of you that don't know what a vhs tape is um it used to literally have tape on spools inside plastic casing yeah i don't know what to tell you be kind rewind you know be kind rewind thanks a lot blockbuster absolutely yep yep and if you don't know what blockbuster is just go away when i was a kid we had my parents bought a rewind machine so we wouldn't so we wouldn't wear out our vcr rewinding tape so if you wanted to rewind something you put it in the rewinder and then put it in the vcr and play it to wear out your vcr really vcr because you had the gears in it that would play the movie and also rewind it and they didn't want to wear those gears out so they got our rewinder you know what i heard somewhere is that uh so I grew up, I'm, I was born in 90, okay, grew up in the 90s, so this never, I never had to do this. But like, when you wanted to rent a, a VHS, yes, a lot of times you would rent the VCR as well from the store? You could. Yeah. If you didn't have a VCR. Yeah. You could rent the VCR and watch it. Yeah, you could also used to be able to rent video game systems from video stores. Oh, that's pretty neat. So if, like, you needed a Sega Genesis, you could rent it for a few days. What I would give, you know? To play Sonic the Hedgehog or something like that. Yes. Sonic. 
That's all. I mean, that was really the biggest game for Sega, right? It was sort of their flagship. Yeah. 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 And then I think Nintendo bought them because now Sonic's in all the Nintendo stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like in Super Smash Brothers and stuff like that. He is? He sure is. Pretty sure. Sonic oh. characters are in Super Smash Brothers. Oh. I only play Pokemon Snap, so oh, I'm clear. Unclear on that oh, dear. business. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, that's it. I think so. Let's time to quote some boats it. Let's do it. All right. Quotes and boats. With Kelson Bob. All right. And welcome back to Quotes and Boats. With Kelson Bob. Where I quote you. And I boat you. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. I already told you this was a super easy one. You did. Yep. Here comes okay. the pressure. It's a super short one, too. Pressure. Okay. All right. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. He's hot. Oh, okay. stop. All right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let me gear up. Because okay. I have to do the whole voice. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Close your eyes. Okay. Eyes closed. Okay. Gotcha, girly. Oh. Gotcha, girly. Oh, it's from... Uh... <laughs> It's the it's the safari hunter guy from Jumanji. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but oh man. Okay. <laughs> At first, I was your thinking... wife said that you would be mad when I did that. Mad? Yeah, what? it would annoy you. <laughs> oh no, no. At first, I was thinking Pirates of the Caribbean, but he goes, "Hello, pulpit." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, no. Gotcha, yeah. girly. Gotcha, girly. That's a good movie great movie OG classic jumanji? man robin williams they paid homage to it in the new jumanji movies they did yeah which i appreciate they you know what those were really great movies mm-hmm. i enjoyed them agreed I enjoyed it was them a one lot. of those things where i was like i don't know but it was pretty good no they've done a very good job yeah. on them they've still got to come out with another one they got to close it out oh really oh yeah huh yeah yeah that's true. Because in the last movie, Jumanji came to the real world. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, come on, guys. Like in the original movie. Yeah. Um, what was <clears throat> I gonna say? Not sure. No, your wife had said that. Like, uh, you get really annoyed when she says that or something. Because she says it all so, the time. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things. <laughs> One of my favorite things uh, is. And I say that very loosely. I have a lot of favorite things. Yes. And, you know, is that when she, okay, so when you, <laughs> when you are disciplining your kids, sometimes you will say, you deliberately disobeyed me. And she will come behind you and say, and worse, you put Nala in danger. It's true. <laughs> and does that just. It's so upsetting. Because it undermines the Mufasa type authority I'm laying down. And worse. And worse. You, you put, put Nala, Nala in danger. danger. You deliberately disobeyed oh, me. Oh, man. James Earl Jones, such an That's iconic good voice. Stuff. Yes, absolutely. In so many ways. As a uh, hero, yeah. as a villain. I mean, you name it. Yeah, he's, he's got awesome. it. He does. He can bring it. Um,. Yeah, if you that's. I really knew the power of the dark side. Mm. 
Oh, we know. I know the power. We know, James. Lord Vader. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, those are times when I wish I was a fly on the wall in your home that I could see her just oh come up behind gosh. you and say that. <laughs> so aggravating. Oh, uh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. It is aggravating. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. I had a better one, but then I thought of that one, so. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. I did. And it was also an easy one. It it so. was relatively easy. No, yes. the other the other one was also easy. Oh, it was? So, okay. Yeah. Save it yeah. for next week. All right, I will. Or the week after if you want to do a hard one next week. I mean, you don't get them a lot, so they're usually oh, hard for you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Maybe it would be hard. Well, okay. as far as my boat one... Okay. You talked pretty strongly about your ability to guess this. Oh, absolutely. Because, because I said I it was have coffee yeah. related. Yeah. And Kelsey goes, well, I'm a coffee master. I am a coffee master. So I said. Ask Howard Schultz. I'm a coffee master. I said, okay, well, here you go. All right. What kind of coffee was served on the Titanic? Oh, well, I mean, come on. What? It's a play on words. How? Okay, come on, coffee master. You talked, you bragged. What kind of coffee was served on the Titanic hot shot? So it's a riddle. Yeah. It's not like a quote from the movie or something. No. Oh, oh. What no. kind of coffee was... <sighs> Let me think. Hmm. Like some kind of berg or... <laughs> I don't no. know, Coffee Master, you tell me. Well, this doesn't have to do with actual coffee. This is a riddle. Um, I mean, a real coffee is named. Really? As the answer. Oh, for real? For real. <laughs> don't laugh at me. She's got <laughs> such a pained look on I her do. face. I do. This is so frustrating. Uh, like Folgers or <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a coffee master. Folgers. What? You want to know something funny? Side note, real oh, okay. quick. Okay, real quick. Uh, so I worked at Starbucks for a very long time. Yes. Okay. I don't even care. I'll drink Folgers every day. Yeah, I mean, in the morning, coffee's coffee to me. Yeah, yeah. like I don't, um, there's not a big enough difference to me that it really matters that much. Agreed. Okay. I mean, there's some coffee snobs out there that are going to be upset. I mean, but... whatever. Okay, I'm a coffee master and I'll Folgers it up. And okay? she doesn't know the answer to yeah, this I riddle. I know, I'm trying to. Uh, She's stalling for time. You. Yeah. Mm. Has to do with. Uh, what happened to the Titanic? Sunk, sank, sunk, sank, sank, sank. <laughs> sunk, sank, sank, sank. Parcel tongue. Oh my um, god. Okay. You're yeah, on the right I'm track. I'll give you a saying, hint. You're oh, on. Saying, you're very much on the right oh, track. With parcel tongue. It, with what you were saying. Oh, okay. Saying. You literally got like eighty percent of the word. Saying. 
What? Sank? Sank? Sank. Is that the beginning of the word or the end of the Those word? Those are literally the first four letters of the word. Sanker. No. Sank. Sanky. They're the first four letters of a five-letter word. Oh my gosh. Sanka. Yes! Sanka. You what got it. What is Sanka? Don't know, but it's coffee apparently. Oh my gosh! Are you saying you don't even know? It's the answer like, to the thing like I found. You, you are you're acting like you stumped me, and you don't even know. I'm not a coffee master. That has... Hey Siri, what is Sanka coffee? Oh, I'm gonna laugh when she comes back and goes, Sanka is a very popular blend. Of... Boom. <sighs> okay, so it makes me mad that your Siri of... has a male voice. It's a... I don't know what happened. It it updated my iOS and it turned into a male voice. I don't appreciate when a male is giving me directions, telling oh, me where to go. Oh dear! So, oh dear! You're right, samesies. I don't like it. <laughs> but anyway, Senka is an instant decaffeinated coffee. That is sold around the Which, world. Which can you even like decaffeinated around. coffee? Is that even coffee? You sold decaffeinated coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, but like, what are you like? What are you possibly doing with your life? You oh, know, I I mean, I I don't drink decaffeinated coffee, but there are those who do. How many figgies do you much. want to upset tonight? I know. Well, I'm. You're like declaring you. war on I'm so many different subgroups. A lot of people because I'm personally attacked right now. <laughs> so <laughs> personally attacked. You're just mad because I owned your quote. And you sanked oh, my boat. Oh, please. I, you know what? I gave you that <laughs> quote. So. Okay. Mufasa. You deliberately disobeyed me. And worse. You put nothing in danger. <laughs> okay. Anyway. We gotta move on. We do. Yeah. Before. No. <clears throat> Let's take a break. Yes. For a word from our sponsors. Right. Before we get into the meat of our episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here winding down our chapter by chapter, guys. We are. We are getting close to the end. Yes. The calm before the storm. We said that once before, but I feel like this is a new calm. this is it. Before a new storm. This is the calm before the unanticipated storm. Agreed. Which is kind of worse. Yeah. This was definitely unanticipated by the party. Yeah. For sure. And where Bilbo shows his true character. He does. Is it of the finest character or is it lesser? We shall see. That's up for debate. Shall we debate? We shall. But that is not until chapter 16. Right. First, let's talk about chapter 15. The Gathering of the Clouds. Which literally is like, I gotta be a euphemism before of the calm before the storm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because in not 16, but I believe, I believe it's 17, the chapter is titled 
the clouds burst. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. So we're gathering, gathering, gathering. Whoa, there's way too many. <laughs> Relax clouds, and they burst. And they burst. Okay, so here come the clouds. Okay. All right, so quick summary. Three, two, one, go. Quick summary. Dwarves learn of the death of Smaug. Finally. And they have nothing to do with it. Shocker. Stunner. Yeah. They learn of it because the ravens of Erebor, or the ravens mm-hmm. of the mountain, return yep. after the death of Smaug. They do. And we learn that the ravens that return to the mountain aren't like regular ravens, necessarily. They're very long-lived. Mm-hmm. They are very intelligent. And they have a long alliance with the dwarves. Yes. In fact, one of them is named, okay, I'm going to try this. It's like a Nordic sounding name, but I think mm-hmm. it's Rook. Well, I think that, let me see. I think it should be like Roak. Because mm. in uh, the language of Middle Earth, you pronounce all vowels the exact same way regardless. But his name has little accent dots above the oh, A. Oh, it does. Is the only thing that yeah, that's true. No, gives me fair. pause. Okay, fair. So fair. Roak or Roak. Yeah. Spelled R O A C. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have not read the book, he comes with them, and he is a one hundred plus year old raven. Yeah, like like wow. He's well balding done. on top. Yeah. Like he's been around a while, <laughs> and he's the leader of the ravens of the mountain, mm-hmm. and he's the one that lets the dwarves know, hey, Smaug is dead, mm-hmm. but. Unfortunately, there's another threat looming. Yes. Yeah. And that threat is the men of the lake mm-hmm. feel like they deserve a little piece of that treasure under the mountain. Fair enough. But not only that, mm-hmm. the elves have also come. Yes. And they want a piece too. Yes. And they're coming. Yeah. So the armies of the men and the elves approach the mountain. And Thorin's upset. Thorne's upset. I know. That's so against his character. I know. Oh my goodness. Thorne's got a little bit of a short fuse. I'm super worried. Thorne gets angry that this is happening because he has gold fever and mm-hmm. he is wanting all the gold for himself. And so he tells Rook and the Ravens, fly and get my kin to come yes. and help me. Mm-hmm. And he specifically mentions Dane of the Iron Hills. Yes. Who is his kin. Cousin, correct? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dane's his cousin. Yep. And so the armies arrive. Yep. They arrive outside the gates. Not Dane, the humans, the <clears throat> yes. men and uh, elves. Yes, that's correct. Yes, thank you for specifying. So the dwarves are not there yet, but the men and the elves show up, and Bard is not really the leader of the men at this point, like they show in the movies. Yeah, no, he's not. But for whatever reason, he's their spokesman. Mm-hmm. He still says he serves the master of the lake. Which, like, why? I know. But because he's, yeah, he's an honorable he's fellow. He's a good guy. Sure. He is an honorable fellow. Yeah. And so Bard and the Elven King, who at this point is still unnamed, mm-hmm. um, show up at the doorstep. And Bard says, listen, Thorin. At Lake Town, we gave you guys provisions, we gave you weapons and all this stuff, and helped you out and sent you on your journey, and 
what we got in return was a dragon coming and burning up our town. Yes, yes, exactly. So he's like, I think we deserve a piece of that. Plus, not only that, I am a direct descendant of Girion, Mm -hmm. the lord of Dale. Yep. And part and the treasure of Dale was stolen by Smaug and put in the mountain. So we're at least owed that. I'm not saying we get everything, but we are Mm -hmm. at least owed that. Can we have that to help rebuild our civilization? And Thorin says, you know what? Fair enough. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And the story ends. If, oh yeah. If only. Oh wait. If only. Thorin shoots an arrow at one of the heralds of the armies of men and hits so it in the shield rude. and basically says step off my front yeah, porch over my dead body you ain't getting a cent yep mm-hmm. and basically they tell the dwarves okay prepare for the city to be besieged yeah and thorn says like i would rather starve to death on top of my gold right yeah he'd rather yeah. die he it's would just... rather die Oh, gosh. So, okay. chapter 16, that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. Bilbo is stressing out. Yeah. He's not particularly happy with this situation. Uh, but uh, we're kind of left wondering what's going to happen. There's this major tension building. Yeah, we see a lot of tension happening. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so the question lies, who is right? Thorin? Bard? Neither of them. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get your take as well. Okay. Bard's gruff and direct, mm-hmm. which the narrator tells us. He's a yeah. gruff, direct fellow. And so he perhaps could have handled it in a more diplomatic way. Um, and my, I guess my biggest beef with Bard and the elves mm-hmm. is showing up on Thorin's front porch with armies ready to roll. Yeah, do you think that that was, uh, do you think that was their intention was to come off like that? Or do you think that it was, uh, you know, Smaug came, destroyed the town, the elven king heard, came to help the men, Mm -hmm. okay? Because the elven king, Thranduil, was on his way to the mountain, Right. Now, this guy has his own agenda. He does. Okay. And we'll talk about that but, a little bit. Um, and so then they're together. So as a company, they go to the mountain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it comes off wrong. What do you I think? I don't. Because don't... as far as Bard knows, um, Thorin isn't a huge threat to him. See that's my th- that that see that's my thing is that at most they know there's thirteen dwarves and a hobbit there. Yes, at most. Like ooh, oh no. And Bard says when they arrive, we expected to show up here and find you dead. So why is he showing up with an army? Yeah, but does he have an army? There's men there, armed men there. They say they come with yeah, the blue banner no. of the men of the lake. Yeah, that's true. Their their okay. numbers are probably not as large as the elves. Yeah. Or as formidable as the elves. I think that Thranduil knew exactly what he was doing. Thranduil, the elven king, knew yeah. exactly... He thought he was just going to intimidate Thorin, you think, is what he was trying to do? Oh, yeah. I think that he came armed on purpose 
that's what he was going to do, fight for it. And I wonder if the men and Bard got dragged into that. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? What is interesting to me is that Bard is the spokesman. And that it's not yeah. the, and that it's not Thranduil. That is interesting. It's interesting that Bard is the one doing it because Well, I mean Thor there there was a better chance of Thorin listening to Bard. Are you kidding? How yeah. Thran like <laughs> come on. How he treated them? No, I agree. Yeah, they, he wouldn't get a word out. No, I agree. So I think that it could have, well, I don't know, because of the, the sickness, the dragon and the gold sickness mm -hmm. on Thorin. Yeah. And the narrator lets us know it's also on Bard and the king. That's a bummer. So, and maybe that's what prompted them to take the armies out because they're thinking there's a lot of gold under that mountain. So we're going to go in force. Yeah, but if they think nobody's there... See, that's what's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think if they'd handled it differently, Thorin might have been willing to talk. May but maybe. That's a maybe. Yeah. Thorin might have just said, shove off. I don't care about you. Yeah. But. They must have known. Because we see we see all of the birds, you know? Yeah. You Don't you feel like the ravens would have told the Elven King? Because Did the ravens speak to the Elven King? I mean, that's how... I mean, word got out immediately that Smaug was killed, right? And right. that's where the Elven King was headed to. I think that we can make that assumption that it was the birds. That got the word out? Yeah. You think you can make that assumption? Who else? But does that mean that the birds are going to talk to the elves? Because they have an ancient alliance with the dwarves. The birds talk to the dwarves? Yeah, they have an ancient alliance with them. The ravens do. The ravens do, but what about the thrush? Does the thrush have an alliance? Or is the thrush just, I mean, very conveniently there? I mean, Rook does times. say something about the thrush, that he is a great that he is a great bird and may his feathers never fall yeah. type of thing. But that but, doesn't mean... I don't know. That's a good I, question. I operated under the assumption that it was the birds doing all of the messaging Maybe. It's very possible, I suppose. So, um, maybe in that way Thranduil knew exactly what was going on. Maybe. I mean, you mean he thought the dwarves were he knew the dwarves were alive? Yeah. Why wouldn't he tell Bard that though? Or was Bard just because... speaking some propaganda when he showed oh. up and said, We expected to come here and find you dead? No, I think that Bard is pure of heart and I think that the Elven King, um, is not, and he knew exactly how to manipulate Bard into... So he's manipulating Bard. I don't know. It's Maybe. very possible. I don't know. See, the... I think the Elven King knows exactly what he's doing. He's a little bit of a hard guy to read sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Because we'll see later what happens in Chapter 16. Yeah. He seems kind yeah. of an honorable fellow, too. No, he. I mean, he's an elf. They're good. They're, They're inherently good. Inherently good. So... That's true. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. I think Thorin is definitely in the wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, you did nothing here, okay? Right. No, all, I agree. All that you did was cause more problems yeah. for other people, not yourself. Agreed. So I think Thorin's definitely in the wrong, clearly. But I think maybe 
Bard and the Elven King could have handled it better, maybe. Yes. I mean, couldn't we all handle yeah. things a little bit better? That's true. Um, but to be fair, maybe they also weren't sure what they were going to come upon at the mountain. Okay. I mean, the dragon's dead. Yeah. But there could be other things. They Potentially. Haven't gone, they haven't gone near that place in years. Potentially. Maybe yeah. there's goblins or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. So, but anyways, knows? clearly though what we see here is greed rearing its ugly yes. head. And as you said, dragon sickness. Yes. Yes. Which Absolutely. shifts blame, I feel like, and I don't appreciate that. Well. Do you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean, but I mean, apparently there's a magical, some type of magical effect that the dragon's presence has on the treasure and then thereby has an effect on whoever comes close to it. Yeah, but we have seen Thorin act like this over and over again. I mean, he's a dwarf. If you're going to be a tool, you can't say dragon sickness, okay? (laughs) All the time, all right? You can't. I don't think he is, but other people are. Yeah. I'm, but also, you see that much money and it's just laying there? Mm, I'd get pretty feisty, you know? Yeah, I think so. Especially, yeah. I mean, he definitely feels it's his by right. Oh, I mean, and it, I mean, Because it he's the is. heir of the throne but of Erebor. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But there are circumstances that have happened that I think that you can show your gratitude to people. No. Oh, I totally agree with that. You know. I totally um, agree with that. And I don't think that Bard is wrong for seeking uh, restitution for... You don't think he is? No. Doesn't he, like, ask for restitution? I don't think he's wrong. Oh, oh! You don't think he's wrong in yeah, asking? No, for, no, I no. thought you said I don't think he's seeking restitution. Oh no, no! Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't think he's wrong. Oh, I, I don't necessarily think he's wrong either. No, I mean they lost. It's just this difficult situation. They lost their whole town. Yeah. Because Absolutely. of the dragon that they got rid of. Bard, they, whatever. The men of the lake, Um, yeah. And because of that, the dwarves now have all of their gold back. You think that you just get to keep your gold and you don't get, you don't reward these people? Thorin thinks so. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. Listen, I don't know what the elves are doing. Get out of here, you know? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But I I just, I wanted to mention that in the movies... Because mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. You have you enjoy them, but you have your reservations. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoy the I, Hobbit I, films. I enjoy them. I think they're I good. I do. They're entertaining. They're good. I love... Yeah. Continue. Sorry. But No, no, you're fine. But Thorin, I feel like in the films, is shown in a, at this point, after they have reclaimed Erebor, Smaug is dead. Mm-hmm. Thorin, I feel, is shown in an extremely poor light. Which he deserves to a great extent. He is in the book too. Well, but here's here's my thing though, what they mentioned in the book. They mentioned okay. two things in the book that I thought were um, very interesting and compelling as far as 
maybe Thorin's not as much of the villain in this situation as the movies portray. Mm-hmm. In the books, they say as Bilbo is is witnessing the dwarves interact, almost the entire dwarven party is on Thorin's side. Yeah. Except for Bomber, Feely, and Keeley. Yes. So Bomber, and they, and they yeah. are, but with a reservation. Yeah. 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 So I mean, but the other dwarves are like full on. Yeah. Nobody's gonna get a single ounce of this gold. Yeah. Which, uh, that's a big surprise, Balin. That's all I gotta say. All right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's all I gotta say. And then the narrator in the book also tells us that the dragon sickness was also clearly on both the Elven King and Bard. Mm -hmm. So it's not just Thorin who's dealing with this. It's them, like, they're thinking, there's gold under them hills. Yeah. And we're gonna go get us a piece. That's true. Uh, they clearly portray Thorin in that way, but nobody else. Absolutely. In the movies. Yes. Yeah. In the movies, Bard is just seen as... Yeah, just as this hero. Yeah, he's just this um, altruistic hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he is a hero, and the people of Lake Town owe him a tremendous debt, even in the book. But he is not the hero of the story, people. Okay? He's not. He's, he's not. not. He's not. He's not. Agreed. Yeah. So anyways, that's all I wanted to say about no, that. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Because they do, uh, the movies do show very clearly what's happening to Thorin. And um, in a really compelling way. It is. I mean, he's there and he's seen the treasure. Yeah. And he's been sitting with it for days. And the way that they do, uh, you know, the the effects and the cameras you really feel this sickness you do you oh feel it. Yeah. yeah it almost is gives you like a hazy yeah uh-huh a hazy image like Dizzy, he is infected like, uh-huh. with this disease yeah yeah and they don't ever mention that um with bard or the elven king yeah although the elven king is portrayed in this bizarre light in the movies as well he is, yeah, and we're gonna like like I've said a couple yeah. times, we're gonna yeah. talk we'll about talk it. About but the it. Elven King has some probably some interesting motivations. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, the elves. Okay. Okay. Well, the elves and the the men, mm-hmm. and how we kind of already touched on this, but they both march together to the mountain yes and thorin's kind of told about this but then they show up and i don't know army shows up at your doorstep i'm not gonna be like hey guys yeah just baked some bread want some yeah you know come on in that's why i sympathize that's in the smallest type of way yeah i sympathize or empathize with thorin because i've never had an army show up at my doorstep uh yeah me neither but if one, like, say you're, okay, say you uh, are at your door, say you're in your house. Yeah. Somebody knocks at your door and you open it up and there's a police SWAT team out there. And oh, they yeah. And they're like, we just want to ask you a few questions. Wouldn't you kind of automatically be like, like, absolutely not. Why do you need a SWAT team? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> it, yeah, that's very true. It automatically puts you on the defense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Huge. And when you're already prideful. Oh, you know, and as far as done for, as far as Thorin is concerned, 
he is now the king under the mountain. Oh, yeah. This guy's like, boom, king, And so done. I better be treated like no, one. No, listen. He has been a king the whole time. He has. A displaced king. But yeah. he has been the king now the whole time. Now he's in his rightful place. Yeah. And he's feeling, he's feeling hot. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. He's feeling good. I, I yeah. I, I agree. I, yeah. So, you know, while I don't dismiss what Thorin does in this chapter and succeeding chapters, I, I do empathize with him just in the smallest yeah. little bit. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But Thorin's pretty hot under the collar because mm-hmm. of what's going on. And yeah. the dwarves try to calm him. They do. What do they do? Uh, they sing to him. <laughs> which I don't know about you, but when, you know, a group of 12 bearded men sing to me, instantly calm. <laughs> 12 bearded sweaty dwarves. <laughs> yes, instantly calm. You know, first of all, I hope you haven't showered in a couple weeks. Uh, you've only eaten very horrible cram. Uh, they have to stink, to right? Yeah, now sing to me. Absolutely. I mean, and Bilbo says the mountain still smells like dragon. Yes. And then Which, they... what is that? Haven't bathed in weeks, probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, Bilbo, listen, are you really smelling dragon or are you smelling dwarf right now? Okay. Ooh, fair point. Fair point. Because I don't really know what dragons... When I think of a dragon, I don't think, like, wow, that must smell bad. I think my, maybe it smells good. I don't know. Wait, you've owned... A snake. You've owned a reptile. Yeah. Because you have a tortoise now. Yes. But it stays outside. Yeah, it stays outside. But when you had your snake, your you had a um, a ball python, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Monty. Monty. Monty the Python. Monty mm-hmm. Python. Yep. Very creative. It, it. I. You know, that's a cool name. I was yeah. impressed when I first learned the name of your python. I was like, wow. Oh. Sammy Sosa, fist to the chest there bump there go. for you. There we go. Um, but. Didn't it, like, reptiles at some point kind of stink a little bit? Listen, it was nothing like that bearded dragon. My son has a bearded... Okay. (laughs) That guy. My my son has a bearded dragon named Clauser because he has claws. Because he has claws. So clearly, Uh, Clauser. In his room. Yeah. And every time I walk into that kid's room, it smells like sweaty boy... Yeah. And stinky lizard. <laughs> listen, listen up. Right now, it's winter time. Uh-huh. Okay? But, yeah, it smells like lizard. During the summer, that is a brick wall It's rank. It's pretty rank, yeah. Right when you hit the threshold of his door. Which is funny to me. I, you know, To me, because I've never owned a... But my... But have you ever my, owned a caged mammal? Like a, like a, like a hamster no. or guinea pig or something uh, like that? Your wife did. But she had like a rat. I don't know. She had a bunch of weird things. But to me, I don't know. I'm thinking a reptile. It's got scales, you know, whatever. I wouldn't imagine they'd stink that much. I would think a mammal no, would stink more. No, that's the thing. I don't recall my snake ever getting a smell. Really? Do, do you? I don't know. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I would also, like, clean up the poop and stuff right away. What are you trying to um, say? What are trying to say about our bearded no, dragon? No, no. I mean, <laughs> no. And it's not even that, though, about the bearded dragon. Uh-huh. It just has a distinct smell. And it, I don't it know. Really I does. don't know. It puts off I have odor. no idea. Yeah. I'm not really sure. So, anyways. Uh, what? Tangent. 
were we talking? Oh, dragon, so, the smell of dragon. The smell I just of dragon. think that maybe it would smell like a warm campfire. Oh. But, oh, you don't like that? No, I like the smell of oh, a campfire, yeah. but I picture a dragon smelling like a big bearded dragon. <laughs> oh, oh, so we're like opposite ends of the spectrum here. But okay. um, what we were talking about was the comforting sound of the dwarves. Comforting oh, song. Wow. Yeah, we That's went right. we yeah. went on a major tangent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they sing Thorin a song. Yes, they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thorin, what happens with Thorin? Well, they they sing to him, but it's kind of ominous. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh and they sing about the fall of Smaug and which I mean, great job coming up with a song that quickly. Right. I guess. Improv, I mean, well man. Done. Improv skills. I, you know, if you don't get your gold, maybe you'll earn some by songwriting, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Uh, the dwarves also sing a line that says, and ever so our foes shall fall, which also, I don't know, hopeful, I guess. You feel hopeful about that? Well, they do. Oh, they do. Certainly. Yeah, for sure. Certainly. Uh, so that clearly states that the dwarves want to defend their hoard of gold mm-hmm. and by violence. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that does calm Thorin. Um, <laughs> right? So super cool, Because man. I think they're singing about him being a king. So yeah. He's like, so he's, yeah. Like getting, he's like getting pumped. Like if, if I had to picture him right now, like right now, he'd be like in a mirror, like pumping himself up. Like flexing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, with his beard, you know. Hopefully he showered May his recently. beard grow ever longer. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't... It's a weird way to calm somebody. But that's what they do. It seems okay. like there's some foreshadowing going on Yes. There. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, at the beginning of this chapter, mm-hmm. we see that the dwarves are uh, happy, excited, oh, yeah. victorious... And let's be very clear, this chapter was very short. And within that amount of time, boom, 180. It is very short. It's not a a long chapter. The next chapter is even shorter. Even shorter. Yeah, these were short chapters. So now, instead of victory, uh, we have a lot of tension. Oh, huge. You could cut it with a knife. Yes. Yep. And so So the the clouds... What is it? What's the chapter called? What's the chapter called? The Gathering of the Clouds. The clouds are gathering. So that's what we're talking about. You know? We sure the are. The clouds are gathering, which means maybe a battle is coming. Maybe. And we'll, we shall see upcoming. But the so the dwarves are definitely affected by yes. everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Except we're told to a lesser extent, Bomberfeely and Keeley. Yeah. Which they're uh, younger. They are younger. For sure. They never lived in Erebor, right? No. Or ever experienced did Bomber, Erebor. I don't think. I, I don't think Bomber sure did. I'm Bomber is younger too. I think he right? is. Yeah. 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 Um, so, of the party, which this seems to be a common trait among hobbits, mm-hmm. Bilbo seems to be much less affected yes. by the draw of the treasure hoard. Yeah. Than the, than the dwarves. Which, like you said, very consistent. Yeah. And that's yeah. why hobbits are chosen for many, many things. I think that Gandalf knew exactly what he was doing. I, You know what? I think so. Yeah. Um, 
I think it, it, you said this, I think, a couple of episodes ago. It's a movieism. It's not in the book. But what does mm-hmm. Gandalf say when Galadriel asks him, uh, why Bilbo? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Got please. This. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> why the halfling? Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps because I'm afraid and he gives me courage. Yes. Mm. Oh, it almost chokes me up to think it about does. it. It's such, I know. It's a movieism, but it's a good line. It is. You know what? It It irks me when... A movieism just gets me, but it's also very touching that they did such a great job. You know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. It irks me a little bit, but I, what I love about Peter Jackson is that Peter Jackson, I feel, even though... Because there are people out there that don't like the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. Tolkien fans. Get out of here. Okay, careful. Okay. Don't want right. to insult also, me figgies. I love you guys. <laughs> but... <laughs> What I do appreciate about Peter Jackson is even though he makes changes, he seems very dedicated to the spirit of Tolkien. Yes. That's what I was going to say. The tone is there. So even when they make up a line, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Tolkien could have written that maybe, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So anyways. Where were we? um, Getting back. Uh, So Bilbo's not as affected affected. by the treasure. Yep. Um, And Bilbo, unlike... Thorin is like, mm, I don't think this treasure's worth like a bunch of people dying. Yeah. So like, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, he doesn't want to die. And I don't think he wants his friends to die. Right. So he's like, why, why would we, it's not worth this much. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we waste this? Why would we waste life to save this treasure? Like when you think about there's 13 of the dwarves. Yes. Okay. Um. I mean, this is, it doesn't matter how big your army is, but like Bilbo knows 13 dwarves. Mm-hmm. And like, even one of them dying? Like, he's had, a, he's had relationships with all of these people. He's friends. No, absolutely. So he sees that value. <laughs> whereas, Thor, like, Thorin has to know if something happens, at least one of them is going to die. <laughs> at the very least. And he's fine with that? I, he's willing what? to sacrifice whatever to save this treasure. Oh, gosh. Um, and um, he thinks that even though he's like, you know, Bard's a little gruff, you know? Yeah. He's not super diplomatic, but, yeah. you know, what he says makes a it's, lot of sense. It does make sense. And he's, it's the narrator says, Bilbo's sitting there waiting for Thorin to go, you know what? You're right. But Thorin doesn't do that. <laughs> because here's the thing. Because one thing that bard says which makes sense if you if you kind of tie all the dots together is what was erebor without dale yeah and so if you if you're not going to create that again erebor can't survive without that trade post yeah no yeah i agree so there was a symbiotic relationship yeah so like what are you what's your end game then and that's the only way that this can happen. Yes. So. Absolutely. <sighs> Absolutely. Continue. Sorry. No, you're fine. So so Bilbo sees the logic in Bard's argument. Mm-hmm. He expects Thorin to do the same, but Thorin does not. Nope. Uh, Thorin is being very unreasonable. And then Bilbo looks around and sees that most of the dwarves are on also, Thorin's side. Yeah, give me a break. So Bilbo is concerned. And he sees that there is a... Very calamitous situation Mm -hmm. that is going to arise. But what is a little hobbit 
supposed to do about such mm. things? I don't know. I I will answer your question <laughs> with another question. Okay. Well, what was Bilbo hired to do? To burgle. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> chapter 16. We move into chapter 16 and we get some answers to our questions. We do. A Thief in the Night. Uh, yeah, very appropriately named chapter. Yeah, so... Uh, and very short. Do you want to do the very summary? Very short. Sure. Okay. Do the summary. Summary. Uh, three, two, one, go. So, the standoff continues. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, a bunch of men are very stubborn. Okay? <laughs> I know. Super crazy. Uh, the dwarves are trapped in the mountain. And because the men and the elves blocked the exit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this about people or things that live, but they need food and water. So this is going to be an Sort issue. of essential. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be a problem. Uh, Roak. What did you say? Roak? Roak? Rock. 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 There you go. Like, like in the throat. Yeah, like a Viking. Like rock. Rock. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The raven uh, <laughs> returns and tells the dwarves that Dane and 500 dwarves in an army are coming. They're about two days away. Sounds like okay. good news. Uh, and they will likely, but but there, it's not enough that they'll win oh. against the men and the elves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So 500 dwarves, uh, 10,000 elves. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, the way the dwarves think, they're probably thinking like one dwarf is equal to oh, like five oh, elves. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, let's be realistic here. Uh, so he wants Thorin to reach peace. Uh, <laughs> that was really you gotta bad. Leave, you got to get a little bit of phlegm in your throat. Rock. Rock uh, uh, wants Thorin to Raven. reach um, peace, but Thorin says absolutely not. Okay, yeah, seriously, not hungry enough yet. He's like, I appreciate you, yeah. but get the heck out of here. No we want to fight. Bilbo. Thorin can fast for days. Okay, uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, Bilbo though cannot fast for days, <laughs> and so he's a little bit bummed out. Yes. Um, he's like, listen. I need food. Okay? That's not his only motivation. No, I know. I but know. no, I he's, get you. His, his pureness of heart. That's a hobbity way to think. He's very crestfallen and decides to take action. Okay. Uh, yeah. What does he do? So, he convinces... So, uh, Bomber is on the lookout. Yeah. Okay? Because... Uh, got the night watch yeah which it's like they're out there why do you need to watch you know <laughs> what do you in case they attack right i mean come on oh you know? gosh uh so bomber is on the night watch uh i mean his track record did we really trust him in the first place not really <laughs> oh but, my gosh poor bomber <laughs> i know but anyway so bilbo convinces him like listen i can't sleep anyway you go to bed. Bomber's like, absolutely. Because he's been trying to have those dreams about that feast since yeah, the, the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, yeah, for sure. Uh, just wake me at midnight so I don't get in trouble. Okay? Classic teenage move. Yeah. Okay. Okay, classic. Yeah. Uh, so Bilbo takes over for him, quote, unquote, and 
climbs down and meets with the elven king and bard. Mm-hmm. And he says, listen, I have a plan. And they say, what can you possibly offer me? And he pulls out the Arkenstone. What? Yeah. Dang. And he's like, this is what you can bargain with. He's going all in. He is. Yeah. All in. Um, Man. So then... Because Bilbo has still retained the Arkenstone this yeah, entire time. it's been in his pocket. Uh, and also in his pocket, real quick... And in his pillow. What? It, it says in the story that he wraps the Arkenstone oh, up in oh. a rag that he uses as yeah. a pillow. So, like, I always picture it being pretty large, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Real no, quick, what? also in his pocket is his contract, which I don't know yeah. how that has survived anything. <laughs> right? That's just another mystery, but... Anyway, um, not important. Yeah, that. But it says they question him on like, well, why do you have any right to anything? And he's like, well, it's in my contract, clearly. Mm-hmm. So here it is in my pocket. Um, so then he gives them that. Yeah. Okay. So when he prepares to return because he has to wake up Bomber, so Bomber doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. Um, he ru- Bilbo runs into an old man and bada bing bada boom. <laughs> Gandalf returns. It's Gandalf, yeah. It is, yeah. Gandalf says, good job, Mr. Baggins. Something to the effect of, yes. good job, Mr. Baggins. Knew it. There is m- always more to you than what it seems. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gandalf's like, pat on the back. And Gandalf does not try to stop him from going back. No. He and doesn't. he's like, you know what? You may survive. Yeah. Good luck, pretty much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he has a, you know, you might survive. There's bigger fish to fry, you know? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Gandalf plays the long game for sure. Yes, yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's chat. Okay. It's a very, I I think this is the shortest chapter in the book. Yeah, I think you're you're Um, right, or it's pretty close. But it's pretty monumental. There's some big stuff that happens, for sure. All right, so what happen, What happens first with Thorin? Well, Thorin has, and we kind of talked about it. You mentioned it in the last chapter about, you know, what is Erebor without Dale? Yeah. And who do they all trade with? They mm-hmm. all trade with the elves in the Woodland Realm. Yes. So Thorin at this point, because of the greed and the dragon sickness that has taken him over, has forgotten the old alliances mm-hmm. that made... All three, dwarves, elves, and men, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. The three of them working together is what made everything spectacular and just a thriving civilization. Mm-hmm. And Thorin has forgotten all that because of what he's dealing with mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to say. He's only concerned with gold, and he does not care how many lives are lost no. in the process Gosh. of protecting that gold. Yeah. And he clearly doesn't like have a long game going. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah he. Yeah, no, he is completely blinded by mm-hmm. his greed. Yeah, and no one can change his mind. Nope, not even Rock, <laughs> the Raven. Rock, <laughs> who is an old ally. Yeah, uh, very he says old. that his. Uh, he says that I believe it was his father who knew. Thror, yes, the king under yeah. the mountain. Yeah, and so their alliance dates back centuries between the dwarves and the ravens. Mm-hmm. And the ravens are wise; they give good yeah, advice. What's his name? It starts with a C, right? 
uh, Co- oh, what is it? Croc. Crack? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's going to bug me. Okay, keep going. Anyways. Because I got to. Um, so, yeah, he's not even listening to the Ravens, who are, in the past, have been very trusted advisors and allies of the dwarves. Kark. Kark. Yeah, okay. Kark. Kark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got to get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Thorin, it seems like, is beyond reasoning with by in by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so because of that, Bilbo has to make a really difficult decision. Um, yeah. You know, he's been on this adventure mm-hmm. with these friends. Yeah. Um, who he owes his life to, they owe their life to him. You know, it's this deep bond. But he realizes that the only way to save lives in this situation is to betray his leader. I mean, he's his leader. Yeah, yeah. Is to betray him completely. leader and friend. And I think that Bilbo realizes how deep of a cut this is going to be. I, I think that, I think he knows. And I think that what we know about Bilbo, he has fully thought this through and taken that into consideration. So yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask you is, is Bilbo making a rash decision because he feels backed into a corner? Or is this legitimately the only way that this I could think, have worked? I think it's the only way. Really? I think so. There's nothing that could have been done short of betraying Thorin. I mean, they were there. They were there for days already. Yeah. You know, um, he's hungry. I mean, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I mean, how else? What else? You cannot talk sense into this guy. Yeah. What else could you possibly do? Could he have slipped away and talked to? bard and the elven king without the arkenstone and had the same some type of similar effect what do you think no because what would he have said i mean i agree i was just oh and we're going to oh, talk about it in a oh, minute I'm but sorry. i just wanted yeah. to see if you had another thought. no wrong uh <laughs> no i don't think so and i also don't uh i was also thinking as well could gandalf have done something um yeah he's chilling in the camp he is, but I don't think that uh, this is really Gandalf's realm. Um, I don't not. I think he cares, but that's not why he's here. Yeah, that's I think not his job. I think Gandalf is there to influence, but not to yeah, not to directly alter yeah the choices of the races of Middle Earth. I yeah, suppose exactly. Yeah. So he'll come and he'll talk and he'll give counsel. I don't think that he cares counsel. one way or the other. You know, that he cares? I think he cares. I just think he's... I don't think that he cares if it's Thorin. Do you think that he, like, legitimately likes Thorin over Bard or over Thranduil or... You know what I mean? Do you think that he has a side? No, I don't think so. I don't know that he has a side with those three necessarily, but he also, I don't think, wants to see any of them kill each other. No. Oh, absolutely. Because he's like... No, I don't think so either. He's like, my dudes, we've got some more evil things to deal with. Yeah. 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 No, agreed. Agreed. Um, 
But yeah, here he is, just chilling. I do think you know? he's happy that Smaug is dead. And I think that was one oh, of his well, major end oh, games. Oh, he is hardcore patting himself on the back. He's <laughs> like, did it. He's like, bard. Yeah. You're my man. Way to go, Bilbo the burglar, for gently waking Smaug. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I guess that's all that you needed to do. Why did... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I have a moral question for okay. you. Yes. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm all about morality. Go for it. I know you are. Yeah. Did Bilbo do anything wrong? No. You don't think so? No. Nope. So you think his effort to save lives mm-hmm. sort of trumps the betrayal aspect? Like, is it truly betrayal? If your goal is to save lives, even though you know you're throwing your friend under the bus. Yes. Wait, which, wait, wait. what are you saying yes to? <laughs> he did the right thing. He did the right thing. Yeah. So it is not betrayal in the, in the grand I'm scheme not, of things. I mean, it's betrayal, but it's also right. It's justified. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you don't absolutely. think that Bilbo, because I'm sure he does because he, he loves Thorin and cares for him feels guilt but in the grand scheme of things do you not believe that bilbo bears any guilt if you listen bilbo is loyal Mm -hmm. okay but he is loyal and (sighs) the dwarves are reckless sorry i know it's a complicated question the dwarves are recklessly loyal yeah okay that's Um, a good way to put it recklessly yeah yeah and Bilbo, I think, shows his love for these 13 undeserving <laughs> at this point. I thought there were 13 mighty dwarves. Brave and strong and true. You know, they are just marching, marching on. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's an ultimate display of love for them. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think so. He loves them so much. He's willing to do something even he's going to hate himself for. Even if that means that they will hate him. Yeah. But he's saving he's them from saving themselves. Them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. I like the way you put that. There you go. There you go. There Good you job. Go. Good job. Deep words from uh, K-Dog. <laughs> The more you know. The more you know. Do you remember those on NBC? Yep. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> this is one of them. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Bard and the Elven King. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, don't trust Bilbo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if he's willing to betray Thorin, I mean, because all that they see is this guy coming down off the mountain. And he's like, listen, I'm going to throw my friend under the bus here. And you have okay. to think the, because at first when Bilbo comes down, yeah, he slips on his ring. Yeah. Goes invisible. Yeah. And then eventually, <laughs> eventually when he's sneaking through the watch of the elves, he sneezes. Yeah. And the elves are like, oh, and they go near the sound and Bilbo's like, all right, take me and okay, takes off the fine, ring. I'm here. So you know the guards have told their king, listen, this is what just happened with this dude out here. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably already like, I don't know about this guy. Well, and he probably, that probably helped them 
put the pieces together of what happened in Mirkwood. No, absolutely. I think they call him <laughs> Thorin's Hobbit. Yeah. Are you Thorin's Hobbit? So they know exactly at that point, like, yeah. oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. don't like you. Yeah. So, um... So they, you know, if they're, if he's willing to betray Thorne at that point, how can he be trusted then? Yeah. Um, Fair question. Yeah. So then he pulls out the Arkenstone. He does. Yeah. And the beauty of it all sways them. It just, it stuns Bard and the Elven yeah. King. They're like... It's like... Uh, which the Elven King has got to be accustomed to looking at beautiful things. Oh, absolutely. And it, it describes it. Every time the Arkenstone is described is just incredible. What What is it? Uh, like the, the light of the moon wrapped in a net of stars or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Found it. Um, yes, it was as if a globe had been filled with moonlight and hung before them in a net woven of the glint of frosty stars. Jeez. I mean, that's kind of pretty. I mean, oh yeah, it's overwhelming. I wouldn't mind having that in my room as a nightlight. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god. That's fine. Sure. Then you'd have dragon fever. I would. I would. Yeah. But it's the action of, it seems to be the action of Bilbo, who clearly values the stone, because when he finds the Arkenstone, he's willing to take that as the 114th of his treasure. He is. But he has an idea that that's not going to be allowed. Yeah. I mean, it's fair, yeah. It's not going to fly. No. With anybody. But when Bilbo, and again, this is a common theme we see with hobbits, he is willing to give it over. Yeah. To save his friends. Mm-hmm. Like, go home with nothing. Yeah. And he says he's willing to... And, and Bard, you know, and this... I was going to say this earlier, but I thought it would be better to bring it up now. I'm impressed with Bard in the sense that he asks Bilbo, what right is this of yours to give? That's true. And... This is when the contract comes out of his <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, Bard is being honorable, in the he sense is. that, like, you don't have the right to give us no, this. No, that's true. That's very true. That's so very true. Bilbo, yeah, busts out mysteriously this contract that has survived that, water and what? trolls and dragon fire and all this Spiders. stuff. Spiders. Yeah, I mean, just too much yeah. um, to be... But it's there. Yeah. It's just folded like, and creased. Listen, just like there. the key survived uh, the necromancer's dungeon, you know? It just happened. Don't question it. Yeah, the end. just move yeah. on. It's a kid's story. Relax. You know? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Um, so Bilbo busts out his contract, says, listen, I was hired. I'm owed a 14th of this treasure, and I am willing to put up my share in place of this stone. And they mm-hmm. are, Bard and the Elven King are just taken aback by Bilbo's willingness to give this really priceless treasure up in order to avoid conflict. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where they they salute him as he leaves. It says the Elven King and Bard salute Bilbo as he leaves. The Elven King is like... It said I th- I can't remember the line. I don't know if you'll if it's there oh, in, yeah. in your in, in the book there that you have that you're flipping through, but the Elven King says something to the effect of like or he doesn't say it, but the narrator says the Elven King like sees Bilbo anew 
like he the, the way he looks at Bilbo now, he's like, wow, this is like the most honorable of creatures. Well, he says, uh, he looked at Bilbo with a new wonder. Yes. Bilbo Baggins, you are more worthy to wear the armor of elf princes, princes than many that have looked more comely in it. Yeah. Which I'm... Even though it's a little backhanded, <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's as big of a compliment yeah, as true. you can get from I mean, an elven king. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, nobody's going to look as fair as an elf, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. So, you know. Yeah. Thank, you just so, say thank you at that point. And he tells Bilbo, like, you know, I know you've been with dwarves a bunch, but I probably know them a little bit better than you because I've been alive for, like, centuries. Yeah. I probably know them a little bit better. They're not going to be happy you should stay here with me. Yeah. And you will be thrice welcomed. Mm-hmm. And this is the dude that maybe when he first saw Bilbo thought about cutting his head off. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And no problem. Too. Yeah. No problem. Uh, but Bilbo goes back. Bilbo? That's, and that's the he last we know to, of him is he goes back. He goes back. Uh, In this chapter. Yeah. Well, he, he sees Gandalf... Goes back. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, I'm going to read the last line of this please, chapter. Please, please do. Classic Bilby, okay? Okay. Uh, last two lines, actually. He was soon fast asleep, forgetting all his worries till oh, the yes. morning. Yes. As a matter of fact, he was dreaming of eggs and bacon. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Bilbo. Uh, yes. Thank, Thank you. you. I am too. Thank you. I love it. Because I... Uh, you know, he could be honorable and he could do this heroic act and uh, do all of that. But man, he just wants a grand slam. You know <laughs> what? He just. Me too, He Bilbo. just wants a grand slam. Poor guy. A little side of hash browns. You know what? I I'll bet know. though, I'll bet the bacon and Hobbiton is thick. Yeah, like a thick slice. And crispy. Yeah, like a thick oh. slice applewood smoked, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something delicious. Candied. Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And the eggs are from the plumpest chickens. Yeah, and just like farm <laughs> fresh eggs. Yeah. You know? And so I get it, dude. I get it. I would dream about it too. Yeah, for sure. I, and you I like sympathize. Dip, you, do you do this? You take your bacon and you like dip it in the yolk? Yes. Right? Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. I even soak up sure. the hash browns in the yolk. Mm-hmm. Mm. You kind of just make a whole little... And I want the hash like, browns to be extra crispy too. Oh, absolutely. A little extra salt, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I guess we're going to Denny's. Uh, going to Denny's, yeah. Yep. Like we said before... If we were in Middle Earth, Kelsey and I would be hobbits. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Not only because, well, I mean, love potatoes. Taters. What's taters, precious? <laughs> that was really good. Thank well you. done. Uh, you could do a good Gollum and a good Obi-Wan. So, oh, congratulations. Go. I've got a career um, in fantasy you do. imitations. You do. Uh, love a good tater. Love mushrooms as well. Yeah, oh, I so, love a good mushroom. And that's a hobbit thing. Stuffed okay. mushrooms. Oh, mm. yep. All right, well, <laughs> I think... We're back and, on food. And we're back on food. It's because uh, of Bilbo. It is, it is. I can't blame us, yeah. really. It's because of Bilby. 
Uh, okay, so next week we have chapter 17, The Clouds Burst. Ooh, here we go, guys. Here comes the storm. And, ooh, 18, The Return Journey. You guys, we're almost we're to the end. almost done. Yeah, so we'll do next week, chapter 17, 18, and then we only have one more chapter after that, and we'll kind of finish it up. Yeah, the, yeah, so... Yeah, so the episode after next, we'll do chapter 19 and then do kind of our concluding yeah. commentary on Concluding commentary on the this Hobbit. beautiful, Guys, beautiful book. This is sad. It's like a yeah. it's like a beloved relative is leaving. I know. This has been uh, since the beginning of the year, huh? And we're going to end yeah. this towards the end of March. That's a it's quarter been going of the on. year. It's yeah. been going on a little while, yeah. All right. Well, with that... Continue the journey on social media. You can email us at thefigpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at thefigpod and become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash thefigpod. And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week.